News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. But let's turn back to that story of the 1,700 childcare providers that are going to be closed for the next three days as a result of strike action against what the Federation of Early Childcare Providers is calling dangerous government underfunding and inaction. We're joined by the Minister for Children, Equality, Disability, Integration and Youth, Roderick O'Gorman. Minister, dangerous government underfunding and inaction leading to this strike. We've seen a sustained increase in investment in uh, early years since I became minister. There's 400 million euro extra been spent in childcare now than since when I be, f- first became minister. And we're using that extra money to cut, cut the costs of childcare for parents, to increase pay for childcare staff, childcare professionals, and improve investment in childcare providers themselves in their services. And on foot of that, we're seeing this year one of the lowest levels of closures of childcare services across the sector and we've seen many new services open this year so absolutely in Ireland we've underinvested in childcare historically we're playing catch up but we've made really significant progress over the last three years and in this year's budget negotiations I'm looking to continue to grow on that and build further investment. So why do we still have a problem because we, we have been inundated with texts this morning a from crash owners saying uh, you can't they can't make ends meet I think that's probably more smaller uh, crashes that are saying that but also from people who work in the sector who are saying that the, 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 that their pay is incredibly low And pay is low, and that's one of the reasons we brought in this core funding system. So core funding is money the government gives to services to support them, uh, and part of that was to achieve better pay for staff. We achieved that last year. We achieved rates of pay, uh, legislated rates of pay for staff for the first time ever in the childcare sector, and 73% of staff saw an increase in, in, in pay last year. There are negotiations at the moment ongoing to do something similar this year, that's something I support. Uh, and I secured more money in this year's budget to increase core funding to allow for increased levels of pay for childcare professionals. OK, so uh, we also have heard as well from parents this morning saying it's impossible to get a place. Um, it's impossible to get a place in, in a crash for their, for their children. And and I'm also looking to grow capacity. Since we introduced core funding, many services have actually increased their their capacity because they are getting that additional funding. But we do need to do more. Uh, That's why in in this year's budget, I'm looking for capital funding to support services to actually expand so they actually can add additional rooms uh, to their services. Uh, I'm also looking to bring childminders into the national childcare scheme. That's the the subsidy that the state gives to parents to to cut the cost of childcare care. Right now, parents who use uh, centre-based childcare, they saw a very significant cut in fees at the start of this year through the, the, the budget increases I secured. But we'd like to be able to support parents who use childminders as well, recognising that childminders are very flexible. And we want to support parents in whatever way they choose to, to provide care for their children. Uh, can I bring you back to something you said earlier on about that the numbers uh, of closures ha- had fallen? The, the Federation of Early Childcare, uh, childcare Providers say... Um, 97 childcare providers have closed across the country since March of this year. They say there's been a 10% reduction in services since 2017. Is that not an industry in crisis? 
No, in any industry, and if you think you're talking about four and a half thousand uh, childcare uh, settings across the country, so it's about a, a, a two percent turnover. Um, that's lower than it has been over the last number of years. And importantly, we're seeing a significant number of new services join. Over two hundred new services, in, including school-aged childcare, joining uh, opening for the first time this year. And I think that indicates that people who are establishing these see that there is a benefit to the additional state funding. A key sticking point as well seems to be the inability for providers to raise fees when they join the, the core funding scheme. Mm. Is that a, is, can you sympathise with that or why do you insist on that? Core funding is new money that the state is providing to uh, to, to providers. Um, it's very significant investment. It's 287 million euro this year. It's over over a quarter of a billion euro the state is giving to providers. And in exchange for that, we look for some conditions. And one of those conditions is that we don't that providers don't raise their fees beyond 2021 levels. What was and, there a feeling that previously, when you increased subsidies, they were just passing that on to uh, um, that there were still it. it they were still increasing their fees. When we increased NCS, which is the subsidy for parents, that was regularly being eroded. Sorry, that's sorry, that's what I yeah, meant to say. Yeah, the subsidy yeah, to parents. Yeah, sorry, yeah, excuse yeah, me. That not, it was being pa- that it was. Yeah, that was being eroded because 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 um, providers were increasing fees. Now the state is stepping in with money to support the providers, and we're asking in exchange that they don't raise their fees, so parents can actually feel the benefit of the increased NCS investment. And I certainly know in January of this year, when we did put a lot of extra money into the the national national childcare scheme, parents felt that benefit in their pocket in January and throughout this year. What's the solution to this um, this strike action, Minister? Three days, it's going to cause uh, chaos across the sector. What is the solution to it? Are, are you going to meet uh, the, the providers? Uh, how can we get a, how can we bring it to an end? Well, well, I engage really extensively with the various groups uh, re- representing this sector. Uh, last Monday, I met with uh, Early Childhood Ireland. I, I met with Childhood Services of Ireland, neither of whom are, are, are supporting the, the, this action this week. On Tuesday, I attended the Early Years Forum. That has employers, it has employees groups, it has it has parents all represented. And Shane, everyone there is actually positive about what's happening in the sector. They recognise the uh, benefits that core funding is is delivering for for parents, for staff and providers. Everyone recognises there's more to do. We have a piece of work to do in terms of the the level of administration that childcare providers uh, have to deal with. I recognise that's significant. I've put in place a complete review of all the administration that childcare providers have to undertake to look to see how we can streamline that, how we can make it easier for them. So there's absolutely challenges in the sector. There's challenges around staff as well. But We've increased investment very significantly. I'm fighting to get more investment in this year's budget. Uh, and, and I believe that we can continue to support cut costs for parents, pay our staff better and continue to ensure that childcare providers are sustainable so they can continue to do the amazing work that they, they, they undertake okay. with children. Uh, Minister, uh, just on, on other matters, we spoke to Professor Donal O'Shea from the HSE's National Gender uh, Service yesterday on the show. He had concerns about how transgender care has, uh, is being handled in the HSE. Just, just take a listen to what he said to us yesterday. Uh, If you just say yes to everyone who wants to go on hormones without looking in some detail at the other health-related issues that are going on, then you will end up with the disasters that we saw in Tavistock. 
So we said stop the Tavistock link. Uh, the HSE persisted with it uh, until Tavistock closed because it was dangerous. And then a couple of weeks ago, we find out that they've established the same uh, kind of links uh, with a clinic in Antwerp that is at least as bad as Tavistock, most likely worse. Minister, he, he also went on uh, to say that the HSE had advertised for a HSE lead for gender care. He said normally when the HSE demands uh, demands that you have to be working in the area, but he said this lead position simply requires you have a special interest in the area. He said that could be just an ideological in, uh, interest, which seems to be pervasive in senior levels in the HSE. Ideology cannot direct clinical care. Can I put it to you, Minister, this isn't some reactionary protesting outside a library. This is a, an expert who has worked helping trans people since 1996. He's saying he's being ignored. He's saying we are repeating the mistakes of Tavistock sending to, when we send children to Tavistock, which he said will lead to more disasters for children. Are you concerned about this? Well, we all want to see the very best healthcare provided for uh, young people who are who are presenting and, and, and saying they're trans. I know from my engagement with the HSE previously, they were always very clear that they wanted a consultant-led um, uh, gender service for young people in this country. So having a consultant psychiatrist, a consultant uh, endocrinologist, uh, have all the specialists present at, at that level. I know over the last number of years, they have had difficulty in securing, I suppose, someone with the, the, the requisite level of experience in, 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 in the, the care of young people. Uh, but certainly from the, the, the last time I engaged with HSC earlier this year, they were very much focused on a consultant-led service, uh, one based in Ireland. And, and I think that's, that's the best approach in terms of getting yeah, the best... With respect, Minister, you didn't answer my question. Are, are you concerned that one of the leading experts in this area is saying, A, he's being ignored... And B, we are in danger of repeating the mistakes of the past. Nobody, I think, argues that Tavistock was a disaster. He is saying we are funding a path to Antwerp that is least as bad as Antwerp. And my question to you is, are you concerned that such a leading expert is expressing these concerns? Well, I want to see us have a, in a position where we don't have to secure uh, uh, gender care for, for children outside of the country. I think we need to have it here in Ireland yeah. and I think that needs to be the focus in terms of developing but in the meantime, a consultant-led system here. In the meantime... There are parents who are, are unsure in, in terms of how they, they secure the best level of support for their young children. I've heard of parents who have gone online and, and secured me- medicines online. I think that's something really concerning. Th- that's something that I don't think a- a- anyone sees is the no. right way to go. So the HSE, I believe, are, are doing their best in terms of uh, bringing it, p- putting in place... Don Lachey doesn't in, think so. He, he, he says interim. he's being ignored. He says he's got concerns and they're being ignored. Yeah. Again, I have to put it to you, does it concern you that such an eminent expert in this field has concerns and he says they're being ignored? I recognise there are strong differences of view in terms of the uh, of the approach on 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 this element. Uh, everyone wants to see a consultant-led uh, gender care for for young people provided in this country, uh, and I know that's what the HSC are working to to, to developing. Finally, Minister, before we let you go, are we still going to have refugees in tents uh, this winter when when the the harshness of winter does hit? 
Well, as you know, we're accommodating about 70,000 Ukrainians uh, at the moment and, and 23,000 in the international protection system. Uh, about 500 of the, the Ukrainians are, are, are currently in tented accommodation. About 300 uh, of the international protection applicants um, Tents are not optimal. I'd rather we weren't using tented accommodation, but the system is under real pressure now. So I'm clear we'll always try and use tented accommodation as a last resort. But when the system is under very real pressure, I I, I can't rule out uh, options in in terms of providing shelter for, uh, for, for, for refugees. Okay, we'll leave it there. Minister for Children, Equality, Disability, Integration and Youth, Rodrigo Gorman. Thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast this morning. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.